It's not true. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, uh, the most uh, double dippingest, <laughs> soulmate findingest, hottest man in America ist bachelor recap podcast ever. <laughs> it's going to be a Brad Alicious. Episode. We're gonna get delicious episode. Um, down deep and dirty in juicy Brad bits today. Okay, so all right. Um, so first of all, we're a little out of practice, so thanks for your patience, everyone, in advance. And also, I feel like ABC is just doing whatever the fuck they want, and they were like, "We're not going to publish new episodes until like mid-August," and so we were both like all right, we'll hang out. And I was like, "I'm going to start reading Bachelor Nation to do a review," and I actually have started reading it and it's actually really good. I just got sidelined by a million other projects, but it's a it's a really good book. The writer is very good. So I'm excited to give that review in the future. But since we both let our guard down, there's been like all of the episodes published. So uh, this is us playing catch up. So if you were wondering where we were, we just like weren't paying attention and we're bad at this. Yeah, pretty terrible. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just like flipped on Hulu and I was just like, what the fuck just happened? Where did these yeah. come from? Yeah, he was like, Sammy, did you know that these episodes were published? And I was like, what? No. <laughs> um, so anyway, so here we are uh, rectifying that. But so so we're going to be talking about Brad Womack. And Brad is interesting because he didn't he wasn't just The Bachelor once. He was The Bachelor twice. And that was a big hairy deal back in the day. And um, I, so there are very few seasons that I hadn't watched in full. Uh, I watched some of Jason's season. So I'm excited because I know his is coming up. I watched Brad's second season, but I did not see Brad's first season. The only stuff I knew about Brad's first season came from his second season and like flashbacks and stuff like that. So, and maybe I watched a little bit of Brad season cause I knew Deanna really well. Um, but I didn't really know a lot of the other people on the show and it's kind of interesting cause they really gloss over the first Brad season in this, in this episode. It was just oh. like, yeah, it happened. And like, we're going to talk about it for like 15 minutes and then we're going to spend the rest of the time talking about his second season. Which is weird to me because, one, like you said, they only give about, I don't know, less than a third of the episode to season one Brad. And the other part of this is it's also super, super weird. Like yes. it's one of the most bizarre seasons of The Bachelor. And we've talked about like the kind of regressive puritanical politics that, that have this undercurrent beneath Bachelor Nation. And boy, does it really come out here because what is even going on? I felt just like I was in another world completely, like Twilight Zone. Yeah. The, okay. So Brad, at the time, was very hated. Like, I can't even explain to you how mad people were that he was given a second chance. People were 
livid. Like, it's so wild to think about that now because he's like a totally decent guy who was like very nice and didn't actually cause any controversy. And I haven't heard anything controversial come out about him at all over the years. Like, he seems relatively unproblematic. But the biggest issue people had with him, and I think this is something my mom and I talked about before. So, mom, if you're listening, confirm that to me that we talked about this later. Um, that the, really the only issue that people had with Brad was that he was being realistic in the scheme of the show, and he was just being honest, and everybody got upset about it because he was kind of the first one to like shatter the fantasy. Mm-hmm. And be like, wait, it doesn't make sense Like that I have to pick someone to marry or I have to fall in love with somebody on the show. Like that doesn't make sense. And the wild thing too is like I also feel like he should have done the same thing the second time around. Oh, yeah. But he was – um I think he knew that if he went through this twice and he didn't pick somebody, he would have gotten like really reamed out. So he was like, well, I got to pick somebody. So it's like, well, pick the person with the best story, right? (laughs) Um, I feel like that was kind of his play. But he, yeah, I mean, I don't think he did anything wrong. I, he, he let the women go in the the most gracious ways possible. He was such a like stand up dude. And, but everybody hated him because he didn't make a decision. Like he just decided, you know, like his decision was, you know, I'm not going to pick either of these women in his first Mm -hmm. season. And that pissed so many people off. I think, I think one of the reasons it made people so angry Um, But then again, it's still that still tracks for me is that he was like very hard going into like, I'm here for a soulmate and like I'm taking this really seriously and you guys don't even get it. Like this is this is like not fun and games for me. Like I am playing for keeps, you know, Um, but that's why he made the decision he made at the end. He's like, I can't in good conscience say like that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you because I just don't feel it. So I'm not going to, I told people I'm here for a soul. You're not my soulmate. You know, Mm -hmm. that's at least how I feel about season one of Brad. Yeah. It seems like people were mad because this is the first time they realized that reality TV isn't real. So Brad, by taking the show very seriously, basically he shattered the fantasy, like you said. And that's, and now you watch it back and it's bizarre because he takes this very like even keeled level-headed approach to the whole thing. He's very serious. He lays out exactly what he's looking for. Seems like a nice guy, um, very attractive. Um, and all these women are just like over the top, like throwing yeah. him. I think I even text you. I was just like, are people mad at Brad because like the women like him too much? And are mad now i don't understand but it's crazy because more so than earlier seasons people are really really into him and i don't know how much the girls are playing it up for the camera or if he's i mean he seems great 
and clearly a handsome chap. So, uh, but yeah, it's just but, yeah, all, fantasy. <laughs> all of that stuff is really weird too. Yeah. Cause they were just, they all laid it on really thick. That first season was just all laying it on thick where they're like, he's the sexiest bachelor ever. And I'm like, is he? I mean, like he's good looking. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who I think the sexiest bachelor ever was. I don't know. I don't know if I have one. Juan Pablo. (laughs) Shut up. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm like, I'm like going through the, I mean, I always thought Travis Stork was really cool. Um, But even him, I wouldn't be like, he's the sexiest. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like they had any, anyone that's like, that was like, oh my God, like, you know, like that that was so markedly different from any of the other bachelors that you would be like that's the one but i will say brad has aged very well so Mm -hmm. like way to glow up um that beard is working for you love it and your eyes look like better than ever so okay maybe he is i don't know um um but no i mean it's it's interesting because yeah Everybody went into it like full force in his season. Like the women, yeah, we're obsessed with him. He also, he had a lot of really good women on both seasons of his show. Oh, and yeah. especially on the second one, on on the second season of Brad's show, a uh, Brad show on Brad's second season. It's all the Brad show now. Um, it is. Th- there are some of my absolute all time favorite women and i don't know if you have any other closing thoughts about season one season one of the brad show uh otherwise i'm gonna talk about all of the women that i absolutely love on this on his season two all i'm gonna say about season one is uh, definitely watch this recap episode this greatest bachelor ever episode if you get a chance and honestly like the first the first season that he's on it's so weird like it, it's some of the most compelling television since we did the episode where it was uh, i think it was the second season of the bachelor the first like official season of the bachelor also weird but this is equally weird in a very different way highly recommend watching it it's just bizarre uh now let's talk about michelle money for an hour okay michelle money is my favorite my absolute favorite and i love her oh, wow. and she is so she has always been one of my favorites. I mean, okay, so like on Brad's second season, uh, first of all, was Ashley. And Ashley is my favorite bachelorette that has ever been. And if you've listened to the show, you know that I just think she's fantastic. Um, she's and she and it's fun to rewatch this and be like, oh yeah, she was always awesome. And I'm like, yes. Um, Michelle Money. Oh, she's so like, it was so great to get to see her like up in front again, because I feel like I talk about Michelle money a lot because <laughs> I know I do. Um, but she's great. Like, because she was, she was an awesome like villain, but she wasn't bad. Like if you rewatch it, you're like, she didn't do anything bad. Like she was very assertive and she knew what she wanted, but she wasn't like a dick to the other women. All of the things that she said were like to the producers, you know, like, oh, I'm going to get him and he's mine and whatever. It wasn't like she was causing a lot of friction in the house. Um, Some people were like, she's a little intense or whatever, but it really wasn't anything that bad. And then when she went on Paradise or whatever they called it then, because I don't know if it was called Paradise when she went on the show. Um, but that's really ad. Is that 
Maybe it was Bachelor Pad. Yeah. So she kind of had her redemption arc on Bachelor Pad. And she and she went from being like kind of like aggressive and assertive to like like a really sweet lady, (laughs) which like you can just tell it was like when she did that show, it's like, oh, that's who she really is. And she was kind of playing it up for this role. And I love that. Um, not to go too far because we can talk about some Michelle money moments, but when she got interviewed on this recap with Chris Harrison, she was like, Oh my God, I was so obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't, she's like, Oh, I was so cringy. I can't believe it. Um, and that's what, that's what makes her so appealing is that she is legit. You can tell, and you've, and you've seen it in every other thing that she's done besides the bachelor that she's like very sweet and like totally normal and like not actually evil or whatever. But I think that that was kind of her strategy going in to edge in to see him and it did work. And she ended up like, you know, she's kind of like one of those, can I steal you for a minute people? Um, but she didn't, she also, yeah, she didn't do it to an obnoxious degree, but I remember back when, when she was on the show, it was like, Oh, Michelle money. Oh, what a bad person. What a villain. <laughs> it's like you watch it now and you're like, that shit is tame. <laughs> it's yeah. Not yeah. a problem. No, she's, she's really not villainous at all. And it's interesting because now we get a lot of contestants, uh, especially villains on the bachelor and the bachelorette who, you can tell that they've, you know, they, they got an A plus in reality TV class. They've, they've been studying The Bachelor. They understand the game. They understand the nuance. And then they exploit the, the different nuances of The Bachelor to get what they want. Michelle Money just seemed to approach it from a standpoint of, I have a very limited amount of time, especially in the beginning. I have barely any time with this guy. So I'm taking this seriously. So I'm going to handle it, it, you know, as serious, if not more serious than Brad. Yes. I remember you know, when they're having like conversations and she's just like, tell me all these really important things. I feel like you have walls up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And he's just like, oh, geez, miss. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> oh, golly. Golly. <laughs> and she's like, look at me. <laughs> Let's connect. And he's like, okay. Uh, all right. You touched my face. I didn't expect that. I'm going to grow a beard as a defense mechanism in the future. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and- just <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know if assertive is the right word, but just she understands that her time is so limited. So she's just like, I, we got to get through all the stages of a major serious relationship in about two weeks. So I'm not going to fuck around. And yeah. I appreciate that about her. She's she's into it, man. <laughs> yeah. Michelle Money does not fuck around. And she and she was also like one of the people who was nice to him right away. Like, even though he was getting crap from some of the other women, she was really sweet to him. Uh, like right in the beginning, there's just a lot of of my notes just say Michelle Money love her in all caps, so that's fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she, yeah, I mean, she was she was like an interesting character on the show. I just think she's much more interesting in real life, and and that's what I like about her the most, and or as real life as I've been able to see. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, and she was a mom, but she didn't really end up talking about it that much. Like I think she, and neither did Emily. I mean, it was interesting because it was the season where there were two moms, but they, they really didn't talk about their kids unless it kind of made sense for them to talk about them. 
Yeah. So it wasn't like it was a device for them to stay around longer or to get a date where their kids would come in or anything like that. It was like, you know, like Emily said, you know, I wanted you to get to know me before you knew all the other stuff in my life. And Michelle was the same way. Like she, she said she was a mom, but she talked about relationship stuff the whole time. She really didn't talk that much about the parenting stuff. Now, when she was, and now I'm trying to remember, I feel like when she was on bachelor pad, I think she might've left early. Um, because, uh, because of our kid and she wasn't really feeling a connection with anybody, but I can't, I can't remember off yeah. the top of my head, but I think she was one of them, right? Yeah, I, I think she left Bachelor Pad early, and then she was on Bachelor in Paradise. I think she was on the first season of Bachelor in Paradise, and she, I mean, I, I think she like won because she she hooked yeah. up with, uh, Cody, right? Cody, uh, blah, 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 what's his name? Sattler, Cody Sattler. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> Hold on, I'm googling because this is so long ago now. He's just some blockhead blonde guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. She thought he was the shit. Um, yeah. So it's it's interesting. Because, oh, and then she. Oh, she did marriage boot camp. Interesting. Michelle Money. Um, <laughs> Michelle Money is so fucking great. Um, but yeah, they did. They did break up. Uh, and that's probably for the best. They were together for a while, though. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they broke up in like 2018 or 2017 or something. Yeah, long run. Which is like longer than I thought they were, you know. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Um, But yeah. Oh, God. There's a Nikki Swift article about Michelle Money. I'm going to have to read that later. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just I'm just a bit I'm just a big fan of hers because I think she she kind of she played the game. I feel like she was one of the first people to really play the game and and get good mileage out of the bachelor and walk away with a good reputation and you know it's like even though she's done like other reality shows outside of that i feel like some people get mad at that uh, you know with certain contestants they'll be like oh that's so tacky or whatever but for some reason she's like untouchable and i don't know why <laughs> but i love it like i'm totally cool with it um, yeah, so she was on Bachelor Pad 2, and she and on that, she was with Graham Bunn, and now I'm trying to remember who he was. Graham. Oh, oh my God. I didn't remember this guy at all. Yeah, seems like a big nobody Christian to me. Christian Jesus I, Lover I actually, is what it says on his I looked up Twitter. Today. Yeah. Yeah, he's, we, we, but wonderful. I guess he's I'm on, sure he's he was on, he, he was on some show called Real Country on the USA oh, Network. Boy. He's the host Yeehaw. of Real Country. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a country music guy. Yeah, good, good idea, Michelle. Let's get away from that. Yikes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, okay. So we love Michelle Money. Let's talk really quickly about the lady with the fangs and then we can move on to other things. Oh, um, <laughs> I forgot about Madison, but there's always like those weird people. Like, I feel like we've, this is like a more low key weird person we've had on the show. Cause it's like, oh, usually yeah. you'll have the people with like the catchphrases or like the, you know, weird outfits or whatever. Um, but she's just got, 
she's just got things. And like, what's she up to now? Do you know? I have no idea what she's doing. I just like her whole arc is amazing because she had this like really like chilled out, like Quaalude lady vibe. Like she was just, I mean, part of the vampire persona, presumably was just like, yeah, I got fangs. Ha 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 ha. And then (laughs) old hasty Brad's like, are those, are those real fangs? Those your real gosh darn teeth. And then she's just like, maybe. And then she's just like licking. (laughs) You're like, Oh, this girl's awesome. And then she just quit in week three, which is a baller move. She's like, this is not my vampire king, so I'm peacing out. But yeah, just clearly very committed to the whole Twilight popularity at the time and just really goes all in. God bless her. Uh, Madison Garden, wherever you are in the world, we love you. You're okay. queen. <laughs> so here's the deal. Uh, Madison. So this is Madison McKinley. Um, in 2011. So did she get, did she get married? She may have, she may have. Okay. Um, so she was a model back in 2011. Huh? Well, this is, well, I don't, I don't know. It says, this is what it says on, on, uh, a Denver, uh, publication called Westward. Um, Madison McKinley, the bachelor's vampire girl, this is in 2011, defangs herself, rejects Brad Womack. So she also left the show, which is really interesting, um, which I forgot about too. Um, but apparently she, I don't know. I just said she defanged herself and I'm like, wait, does she not have her fangs anymore? Or is that just, is that a metaphor? I'm too dumb. I mean, uh, she parlayed oh, the yeah. whole thing perfectly because she De-fanging she got herself on on Ellen, and after she did Ellen, she became an actress and she got to be in the Smurfs movie. So, I mean, really, what else can you ask for in the world? She's got 5,800 followers on Instagram, and it says actress, producer, part-time vampire. So, I guess she's still a vampire. Um, but she doesn't really show her teeth. Oh, there, there she showed her teeth. Um, in 2019, December, 2019, she still had her teeth. It looks like, so there you go. I'm guessing Um, it has to be like implants or she had them like filed down or something. Like veneers that she filed or something, right? Uh, Yeah. It's, it, it seems pretty serious. Like this is a, yeah, that's so weird. And you know what? All of her pictures also look like she's on Valium. So it just all tracks. Um, she just looks very relaxed. Oh, yeah. Here's another picture. So she really doesn't show her face that often. Mm. But but when she does, she does. I feel like that would bug the shit out of me. Like, I would just be so bothered by having things like that. Like, I would just be going like this all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't but, know how you not play with them. I mean, maybe you just get used to it. But I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. She she does some questionable shit on her Instagram, like maybe, you know, getting into that cultural appropriate territory anyway. So anyway, that's fine. Um, okay. Don't <laughs> Moving ruin on her from for that. Me. <laughs> okay. She's great and she has fangs and she was in a Smurf movie, I guess. Um <laughs> with and she went on uh, you know, the show a show that is now just finally people are talking about the toxic work environment. Wait, I need to take a sidebar about that actually quick because this pissed me off today. Um, 
Okay, so we're talking about Ellen, right? And we're talking about her toxic work environment. That has not been a secret. If you are, if you know anything, you should have known this for years. This shouldn't come as a surprise to you. The thing that's fucked up is how long it took for this to like fully come out and end. And um, someone in one of my Bravo groups today, I'm not going to say which one or I'm not going to say who, um, but they posted a picture of Gordon Ramsay and they were like, LOL. And they're trying to fire um, Ellen for a toxic work environment. And I'm like, that is nothing. There, that, there is no comparison that you can make between those two things. That makes any kind of fucking sense. And yeah. I that's so inappropriate to even to even make that connection because you're talking about somebody who is clearly playing a character on TV. And if you've ever watched his like the BBC version of his show, it is very different from the American version. He was obviously told like, I, I don't know if you've ever watched it, but there is like, a you know, like he originally did Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. In the UK. And it's like and they don't bleep anything. And his swearing sounds very less severe without without bleeping. He's just like very he just very casually swears. And it's not like violent or angry. Like he's just like, oh, so you just got fucking shit all over the place. Okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Like he's just kind of like that kind of guy. And also if you've ever seen him, you know, on like MasterChef Junior, um, he's a treasure. Okay. And he treats those kids so well and he's so loving to them and so sweet. And like, and, and someone else chimed in on that comment thread and was like, and I guess they work in TV and they were like, it's well known that he is lovely to his staff Mm -hmm. and great off camera and that it is, it is a character and it's a role he's playing. They're like, you cannot compare that just they're like if anything it's exactly the opposite there's someone who pretends to be lovely on camera and is a total monster behind the scenes and everybody knows that i was just like you know people are trying to turn it into like a like oh it's because she's a woman or it's because she's a lesbian thing and i'm like that is really not what we are talking about right now why are you doing this yeah, yeah. There's you're, so I mean, many. Right. This is like the most open. Like Ellen is a dick is the most open secret. Well, it's not a secret anymore. But yeah, even like I lived in California. She's ten years ago, and even then, like people I knew that were doing PA work and stuff were just like, "Oh, she's an absolute nightmare." Like you don't yeah. want to be ten feet of her. <laughs> that so- is what I have heard from everybody that has yeah ever been anywhere even close to that. So it's like, yeah, I, I knew it was not a secret. It was not a surprise. And it's like, and the thing that really pissed me off about that is it's like, there are so many times where that is the case, right? Where they're calling a woman demanding or unreasonable or a nightmare or whatever, high maintenance when she's being totally normal. And there's like men who are nightmares and everybody's fine with it. Or there's totally times where someone who's like LGBTQIA gets passed up for something because, you know, someone's like, like hetero, cis, whatever. But this isn't that. And like when you turn it into that, then it's like doing a disservice to those real issues, I you know, and that just like really pissed me off or I was just like. You know, people are like, oh, well, like they were like, oh, uh, you know, well, Gordon Ramsay can be a total nightmare on on screen and everyone's fine with it. And it's like, yeah, they're they know what they're signing up for. 
they're not, they don't get there and they're not like, oh, maybe this is going to be like the great British baking show. Like (laughs) they know what it is. Exactly. They're like, we're going to get yelled at on camera. Like he's not going to be gentle to us. They're not like, oh, I was totally blindsided and I had no idea. That just drove me nuts. Ellen, Ellen, like, even if you didn't know about what she was doing, it's like, it shouldn't be a surprise. She pals around with George W. Bush. Are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah. Like, it's not like Gordon Ramsay is like resurrecting the corpse of Margaret Thatcher to give her a kiss. Like I, this is totally, yeah. although that would be cool. Gordon Ramsay, if you want to do that, that's fine. Yeah, you can totally do that. We're fine <laughs> with it. No, but I mean, he's like, he's actually, well, and, and then it's like, you look at, Look at the beyond the yelling and the negativity and whatever that you would see in him. He also offers like very concrete, (laughs) constructive criticism. He knows his shit. And when somebody like rises to the challenge and like does a good job, he's not shy about like praising them either. So it's not like he's like a dick all the way around, you know? So like that even doesn't hold any water. So the whole thing, and it's like, and Ellen scares the shit out of people and she thinks it's funny and she considers that a personality trait. And I think that's dumb. And I hate it. And I just, I'm just glad people are talking about it. But then, but then, yeah, some people are trying to turn it into like, well, yeah, well, she got success and now you want to tear her down. And it's like, oh, and also, and this sucks. And I don't know if I should share this because it makes me sad. Um, But mm, I don't, I always was like, I feel bad for Portia, but um, I read something about that she was like, working with somebody to like get art or something. And it sounds like she wasn't going to like, like it was kind of one of those things where it's like, Oh, exposure is good enough. Right. Like you don't need money. And I was like, no, (laughs) also, you know, especially when you're famous, you kind of have a responsibility here to, to just, you have to consider who you're associating with. It's not like we're all like, Oh, I feel bad for Melania Trump. No, this is a decision that she has made. You know, you, right. you like dogs, you're going to get fleas. So, yeah, I'm glad Porsche is standing by Ellen. They could be shitty together. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, I guess, for, yeah, for me, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, because people are kind of, I don't know if there's like that rumor where it's like, oh, Porsche is trapped. And I'm like, I don't know. She's got plenty of money mm-hmm. on her own. She could do whatever she wants. Obviously, she wants to to be there. So she made her choice. So whatever. Um, it's unfortunate, but it's fine. I'll just, you know, I just watch Arrested Development and Better Off Ted in a different way now. It's fine. <laughs> um, by the way, Better Off Ted, if you haven't watched it, watch it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about, um, okay. Talking about Sha- the Flatbird around the world first, because holy shit, what a way to kick off a season. The What? <laughs> The slap slap bird around the world. Well, I was just about to bring up Chantal, so that's perfect. So, okay, here's here's the really weird thing. I forgot she existed, um, and she made it into the final two. And I really just like I don't know what it is about her. First of all, she stresses me out. Oh yeah, like I get. I get mad anxious when she's on TV because she just, I don't know. She's got that really like frenetic energy 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, and she was, she was like, there was like another person on The Bachelor who, and I can't remember her name. And it's, and that is also going to drive me nuts. But she was like one of those people who just like kept coming back to The Bachelor and was like, I need reassurance. I need to know. I need to know the things. And I feel like Chantal is like that, but she like internalizes more of it. Mm-hmm. So, so that was a lot for me to watch again. But man, was she great at that stunt date? Holy cow. I forgot about all of that, but that was awesome. Yeah. No, she was, she was really good. I just can't believe that she made it into the house. I, I gotta, from my standpoint, if I meet a woman and the first thing she does is slap me and say, that's for all the women in America. I, I don't know if I'm going to date her personally. That's yeah. I was really int- I was really surprised by that too. And then Brad was like, "Well, you know, like I respect you, lady." And I was like, "Uh, huh? Gee, what? golly, that's a real stiff hit there, little Missy." Uh. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Well, well, gosh, I sure like you plenty." And I was like, "I well, I mean, uh, it's not an affable hayseed man. It's time to be like, mm, no, I don't think so." Yeah, I would have, and and they were both like, "Oh, it was playful and funny." I was like, "That was kind of fucked up." Uh, but anyway, and that's like another reason why I'm saying I really liked Michelle because she was super sweet to him. Like right when she met him, like kind of like put him at ease and whatever. And I, if you're if when you're going into like a second season and like you know you're going to be hated, like the best thing that could happen to you would be a woman coming up to him and being like, hey, I don't hate you and I'm not going to hit you. So just so you know, not going to hit you Um, and be like, great. Well, like we'll take you all the way to the final four for that. Awesome. I (laughs) Again, it's, it's hard kind of out of time, out of context and everything, but just the idea of her thinking she like this righteous act of slapping Brad and saying it's for all the women in America just because he didn't fall in love and made the right. responsible decision to not choose. Because he someone. just was like, <laughs> I'm going to be smart about this. Yeah. Again, just puritanical bachelor nonsense. I, yeah, I, it was so, yeah, wild. very strange. Wild. And even after all of that, he still was respectful enough to be like, hey, I don't want you to stand up there. Because I know I'm, you know, or I'm I'm not going to like waste your time. You know, I'm going to I'm going to stop you here and let you know that I've fallen for somebody else because I don't want you to I don't want you to go through the whole thing. And what, you know, like, let's just I'm going to tell you now. Um, And that was sweet. And he also did that for Ashley. He kind of stopped things as soon as he could for each of them which I thought was really nice. I mean, he could have stopped things a little bit earlier for Chantel, I guess, but I think he also needed to, uh, I, I think if he had done it any earlier, then that would have like shaken everybody's confidence in him more. And he probably would have gotten more shit. He had to really be careful about like when he decided what he decided and how he handled all of that. Um, but the interesting thing, and I think it, and I don't remember if this was like, cause there's only a few seasons where reality Steve has been wrong, uh, mm-hmm. out the gate. And I was following it at this time, like in 2011, I was definitely like deep into reality Steve. And I can't remember if that was one of the spills that he had gotten wrong. I'd have to go back because there's like, there were like two or three in the past 10 years or so that he's gotten wrong. 
And it was because of, you know, some kind of filming that they did or whatever, you know, like something, something gave him every indication that, yeah, like they were engaged and then something went a different way and, you know, whatever. So I don't know if he was the wrong spill, but I thought it was interesting that they brought that up on the show that there was, there was like a spill that she had gotten engaged on the show so then it's like on top of dealing with being rejected then she had to like play coy and people were like excited for her but she was the one who was rejected i'm like that kind of stings but it's also interesting that she got asked to be the bachelorette i'm so glad she said (laughs) no for so many reasons because ashley's my favorite um but and I think Ashley had one of the best, if not the best, bachelorette seasons ever. Um, but she was like, oh, I went on a date with this guy and I was like, I'm going to marry him. And now they're married. And I think that's actually a very cute story. Yeah. So good for her. But um, but no, Ash- Ashley, the Ashley stuff was really nice to watch back because I don't think they're going to be doing Ashley's season in full. It doesn't sound like they are. And I would be surprised if they did, because from what I remember from her season, it was really like not really controversial. It was kind of obvious from the beginning that she was into JP. I don't really think anybody else even stood a chance. It was like very straightforward. (laughs) I don't remember there being a lot of drama. And she was a really fun bachelorette. Like she just had really good energy like she was real goofy, but it wasn't like a like, oh, my God, this dramatic whatever or who is she going to pick? So I just I don't think they're going to run it. It sounded like they're not going to. Um, But it so it was nice to get to see her, at least on this, because I like reliving her story, part of her story. <laughs> um, And and she really did present herself really well on the show. She left a good impression because sometimes it's like. Um, I, I feel like you've seen this a lot and we've talked about this before where it's like when they're contestants on the show and then they tell us that they picked them for the bachelorette, you're like, really like them? Like, yeah. but they don't, they're not even like a good fit for it. And then you see them on the show and you're like, oh, okay. I see it now. Um, but with her, I was like, oh, I see it. And I'm so excited. And I was like, I was not disappointed. I'm very happy with the season. And thank you for making my dreams come true. And it's the only time ever, ever, ever in the history of the show that it was the the bachelor or bachelorette that I wanted. And they ended up with a person I thought they should end up with. It is the only time that has ever happened. So That never happens. That's... <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, that is the only time where I was like, this is exactly who I want to be the bachelorette. And then when they got on the show, I was like, she better pick JP or she's making a mistake. And so it's just like, ah, like, this is so gratifying to watch. Um, But, oh, we have to talk about also uh, in the present day what is happening because Michelle, it was interesting too on the show because Michelle money was talking about Claire and they were like, Oh, are you excited about Claire being the bachelorette? And I was like, Oh, we're in the future and we know something you don't know, Michelle. Um, (laughs) And that's that she isn't going to be the bachelorette anymore. Nope. Wow. Yeah. So do you want to, do you want to get into the, do you want to get into the gossip there? Cause I feel like I've been, I've been driving the bus a lot. Yeah. So, this is this was a strange developing story. So 
basically nobody knew what was going on with the bachelorette because obviously we're in the middle of a global pandemic. And then we found out, okay, Claire is, we knew she was the bachelorette, but we know now, okay, it's filming, it's going on, it's happening. Then a little bit of radio silence. And then all of a sudden there's some rumblings and there's something wrong with Claire's season, but there's not a lot of, no pun intended, clarity. What is going on? And then shortly thereafter, after we find out that uh, Tasha, who was previously on Bachelor in Paradise and uh, and The Bachelor, she shows up in uh, the, the city where they film The Bachelorette, and we find out that she's quarantining there. And she kind of teased it on social media, like one of her posts was tagged with the location. So people are like, "Why are you there?" And then we come come to find out, Claire in an unprecedented bachelor bachelorette move found love in week three and said, peace out to the rest of the boys. And then just left with her new dude. Yeah. Tasha has stepped in. Now we don't know the exact details of this. Is she just picking up the leftover guys? Are they going to bring in more? I would hope not. That would suck. Uh, so, and then how are they going to present this on television? Are they going to show Claire's season at all? Are we going to get like a quick, like one episode? Here's what happened, and then jump right into Tasha. Or I have no idea. It's chaos, and it's, it's made more chaotic by the whole pandemic thing. So we're lacking access and information, and it's just it's wild. I'm very excited for whatever comes out of it. Yeah, it's very exciting. Also, because I know we both really like Tasha, so. Like she's, I mean, she's one of the only like bachelorettes where when they picked her, I was like, yes, you know, like this is, this is Ashley level excitement. This is Rachel level excitement. You know, like there's very few women that I've really gotten pumped about. Um, and I think she's going to do don't like about her. Job. She jumped, er, she jumped, she dumped uh, John Paul Jones. And that makes me I sad. know, I know it is sad that she dumped John Paul Jones, but I also think that whole relationship was kind of strange because oh, yeah, like it was great. Like it was great that it happened, but it was also like, yeah, you know, to, to quote a great housewife, it was like apples and spaceships. It just like, didn't make any sense. <laughs> so um, I saw an interview with them from not that long ago. And, uh, they were the person interviewing them was just like, Oh, how's it going guys? And John Paul Jones just like, I'm totally in love with this girl. She's amazing. Classic. Yeah. John. And then she's just like, yeah, you know, we're taking things one day at a time. <laughs> like, Oh boy. Yeah. hundred percent. Like that doesn't surprise me. But Tisha is like, she, like, she's so great. Like she's a sweet girl. She played the game very well uh, when she was on the bachelor, but not to the degree that she got hated. She was like very, she's really good at walking that line of like sneaking and getting time and being strategic, but not being a dick. Cause she is so likable. Um, and yeah, she carries herself really well. I think she's going to be like a perfect bachelorette. So I'm excited to see what happens, but yeah, what an interest. And I thought the Claire, like I was always kind of annoyed with the Claire thing. Cause I was like, there were, there were, are plenty of other choices. And I was like, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I've just Claire never been about Claire. Love. Yeah. Like how many times she was on winter game. She was on paradise. She was on regular bachelor. She's on like Paradise. What? I think twice, twice on Paradise. 
Yeah, definitely. At least twice. It was just like, just what kind of dirt, like what, what does she have on one of the producers that she just keeps getting on the show? Like, who is she blackmailing? Um, sorry, Claire. I know everybody loves you and I know everybody says very glowing things about you, but wasn't she, didn't she also like, wasn't she one of the people who like talked to, talked to the animals on the Island and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I oh just, my God. I don't know. I mean, all I'm saying is Claire, uh, perhaps reality TV isn't the best vessel to uh, find love. Well, I mean, apparently it is because she has is <laughs> engaged now. We'll see where that goes. But uh, let's see how well this comment ages because I, I just I don't I don't get. I it mean, she that. was engaged before. She got engaged to that guy in Winter Games. Yeah. So I after I, the show, he proposed to her. It was so weird. Um. Anyway, so. What else should we talk about here besides how much we love? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like he was really lucky. He got a lot of good women on this show. Um, it was nice to get a little catch up with Ashley and JP because I don't know if you knew about like JP's health scare. Um, but it was like at the end, it was like December, January. He uh, got diagnosed with, uh, and I always mispronounce it. It's like Guillain-Barre, you know, the the disease that like attacks your nerves. Oh, um, where like you can get like slowly paralyzed and I guess most people recover, but it, you can get like completely paralyzed by it. So he's like oh. on the other side and okay. And there was, and then, and then Michelle money's daughter being in a coma. I was like, Oh my God, what is going on? Oh yeah. She wasn't she like a skateboarding accident or something. Yeah. She had a skateboarding accident and she was like in a coma for like a month or something. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know that was really wild so uh it was interesting to catch up with both of them and it's like yeah those are people those are like you know my uh in terms of parasocial relationships i gotta say that i really (laughs) i really enjoy michelle money and ashley and jp's stories a lot and i just want to make sure that everyone in their life is okay um uh, yeah keep me posted i want to know what's going on um what else yeah and it's like i'm really glad okay so brad Brad is like, in conclusion, let's just say Brad is like a really good sport um, because he is he really was like a punching bag and he did not deserve it at all. No. And, he, and he was super nice, like all the time, you know, um, and now he's in Austin and he's and he's got his quarantine beard. Apparently, that's just his beard all the time. Uh and, you know, he's got a lady friend he likes spending time with and um, things are going well. And, you know, and it's, I also think it's really sweet that he's a guy who, like, openly talks about therapy. That's nice. Good for you. I and love it, that. It it, well, and the, the whole thing with him, too, is he was just like, you know, it wasn't the right thing for me, but I don't regret anything. And I'm glad that I made the choices that I made and even said that, like, People are like, oh, did you feel all this pressure to pick someone at the end? And he's just like, well, not really. I knew I'd only, you know, choose someone if I if I felt like I was in love with them. So I did, and it didn't work out. But that's all right. It's like, yeah, man, just yeah. take stride. Come on, you're great. <laughs> oh yeah, we should talk about Emily a little bit, I guess, because he did pick her the second time. Um, so she, I mean, yeah, and they seem to, I mean, it's like Brad is that kind of guy where it's like everybody who walked away from him or he walked away from them or whatever, 
doesn't say anything bad about him. Though they're all like, "Well, I get it. It's, you know, he's a good guy, though. And we keep in touch. And yeah, he's great. Or you know, like I wish him the best. Like he's he's totally fine. Like no one was like, oh, oh my god. You know, everyone's yeah. just like, yeah, what a swell guy. I really am glad he's happy. And um, and Emily's interesting because yeah, she was like very well loved. Um, and I know her story was a big part of it. And like you know, kind of like you know, Southern girl with a heart of gold type of thing. And also hair that's yellow, uh, much better looking now. Good Lord. Um, she really got a better stylist. Um, or did we all just like yellow hair? That was a note that I wrote. Cause I was like, she had it. Allie had it, which we'll talk about in our next episode. And I was like, and I definitely had it around that time too. So maybe we were just all really bad with hair. Um, <laughs> that very well could be. And you know, she's sweet. And I don't know if, did you watch Emily's season? I don't think that I did, actually. Oh. I was thinking about that the other day. I was just like, I know she was the Bachelorette, but I don't recall watching this season at all. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, uh, it was so weird. She wa- she wound up with the weirdest dude, like the weirdest match for her. Oh and God. I was like, well, this isn't going to last. And it didn't, you know. Uh, but she wound up with this guy named Jeff, and but his name was J-E-F. Ew. Uh, yeah. And he was like, like, I think he was into like longboarding and he was from like Utah and he was like, maybe she like a hit, Ari like, for a, a while? like a hit Mormon or something. She might've dated Ari. I don't remember, but like the Emily and Jeff thing was just really strange. And I don't really remember like what happened to them either. Um, but they didn't last very long. Like I don't, yeah, they were only engaged Jeff Holm and there was like cheating rumors and stuff. And he was just like one of those guys where I was like, I don't know why she picked him. I just kind of, he was like very, um, he looked very young and very like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh God, there's a picture of him in a deep V and you're just like, that is not the kind of person that Emily should be with, you know, like, you see her with like a guy like Brad, like that makes sense. And, you know, they were both like, yeah, we just kind of wanted different things and it didn't really make sense. And, you know, it is what it is and it's fine. And, you know, we're cool. Um, but like the guy that she's with now seems much more her speed, but the Jeff thing, it was just like, it was like, are you dating your younger brother? Like it was just a really bizarre pairing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, now I'm looking up to see if she dated Ari. I, I mean, Oh yeah, yeah. he probably dated everyone at this point. Yeah, I'm sure he did. (laughs) Um, yeah. Oh my god. And then, wait. So wait, was she on? Wait. Now I'm confused. Oh yeah, because wait. (laughs) I now I'm confused. Was he on her season? I think he was. Right. Yeah, I think that was that the first Ari appearance. (laughs) I think so. I think yeah, 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 yeah. Because. Because he was a race car driver. So then it was like, and I remember I was actually team Ari, like during, now I, now it's all coming back to me. I was team Ari during her season. Cause I was like, hello, he's a race car driver. You were married to a race car driver. This, like, you know, that world, you know, this seems like a perfect fit for you. Like, um, he was being really sweet to her, whatever. And, um, yeah, I just thought that that was gonna, I thought that that was gonna make sense, but and then, yeah, I don't know. Weird. So weird. I, I totally forgot that that's, that's what it was. Um, and then, yeah, I think, um, 
Oh gosh, this is crazy. So, um, apparently, um, uh, Ari and one of her producers dated briefly and (laughs) they called it off to save their friendship apparently. And yeah. And, and then when Emily found out that bugged her, so maybe that like affected her decision about that. Anyway, I don't know, whatever. Um, but no, I, I know I didn't say a lot about Emily. I mean, I think, you know, everybody has always liked her. Everybody has always thought she's really sweet, but I think just like a lot of the bachelorettes, her pickers off. So like, at least she's married and got kids and she seems good and, you know, like good for her and. Yeah, it all worked. It all worked out for the best in the end. But the Jeff pick was so strange. Like, I was just like, yeah. why? She's why got you that Hannah Jeff? Brown radar that's perpetually wrong. <laughs> yeah. Or Becca. Well, we also need to talk about um, that, you know, uh, Becca and Garrett are no longer. Oh, shock of the century. When did oh, we call that one? Goodness. I mean, I'm just happy that it happened because I was like, what are you doing? And it's like. I, and I'm also really glad because, you know, not, not to always say that, like, generally, I mean, I could get into a long thing about this. Like, I, I'm trying to think of who it was who said this, but they were like, you know, like, listen, like, you've got to, you've, you've got to make sure you hold your partner to a high standard and be critical of them. But like public facing, you should support them and, and show them love and, and whatever, like, you know, you shouldn't tear them down in public. If you're with this person, if you're committed to this person, like, that's just not a good look. Like loyalty is really important, but she should have jumped ship a long time ago so that she didn't even have to worry about any of that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, for me, publicly apologizing for my significant other's racism is not something I ever want to have to do or will ever do. Right. And that's my point. That situation. Just, uh, just leave. Just Stop leave. It. Yeah. That's, that's my point. You know, it's like, it's like, say, you know, everybody says like embarrassing or cringy stuff once in a while or puts their foot in their mouth or whatever. And that's like one thing, but if, but it's like, this guy has like a constant track record for doing really hateful shit. And she just kept making excuses for him. And I was like, get out of there. Like, this is not, this is, you don't have to show your support anymore. Just get the fuck out of there. Like, please. So I'm really glad she did. And it just reminds me like every day I'm like, Oh, I'm so lucky that I don't have to be with someone where I'm like, what's he going to say? What's going to come out of his mouth? Is it going to be fucked up? (laughs) Like, no, it's going to be cool and interesting. Oh, great. Oh, what a relief. I don't have to worry about that in my day. Um, but yeah, so so I think that's like all the big rumors going on right now. There's there was some good dirt for sure. Uh, but next episode, we're going to be talking about Ali Fedotowski. And I will say before we get into that episode, the one thing that they didn't mention that was a really big deal when Ali Fedotowski first came onto The Bachelor was that she worked at Facebook. And so I'm just going to say that <laughs> just for the algorithm. I don't know. And I don't know if you remember that, but. Yeah. Uh, but but she worked for Facebook. So it was like a really big deal at the time that she left her Facebook job to do the show. <laughs> just, oh. just so everybody is aware. That's what we're walking into. She learned to code and and it was all for naught. I believe I believe it was a, a like an account like sales type of job. If I remember correctly, it was a long time ago, but I believe it was I, it was not a technical position. 
Oh, so she didn't even learn to code. Well, I she... don't. I don't know how much she knows how to code. If you want to tweet her and ask her how much she knows how to code between now and when we record the next episode, we can put her answer in our episode. That would be an exclusive, and it would be great. So you just let me know. <laughs> That's what we'll do. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay, sounds great. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.